Wizards of Drivel podcast. My name is David Cowlishaw and I'm joined by Tony Lloyd. Hello Dave, how are you? I'm very well Tony, I'm very well. I'm particularly well uh, this episode because we've decided to sack off talking about uh, this current Stoke team, and I use that word advisedly, uh, and just uh, kind of wander down Nostalgia Avenue and talk about kind of our highlights, our lowlights, and everything in between of the last decade. Now, I was I was reading an article about uh, what a decade actually is, and like when it actually starts, because <laughs> there's some controversy that like the millennium didn't start in the year 2000, actually started in 2001, and so mm-hmm. that would make a decade from 2021 to 2030. Mm. But I'm not that's, a fan. I'm not a fan of that. That's it, plainly bollocks. Yeah. Well, th- this is cleaner, I think, if we yeah. finish at the end of 2019. I, I know there's a few games to go in 2019, but I'm pretty <laughs> sure that nothing's going to challenge <laughs> certainly any of the best of categories anyway. Uh, from We're unlikely to win any or score any goals. Mm, exactly, <laughs> exactly. So... Um, I was wondering then if we should just go straight in for our best Stoke City player of the decade. Okay. Should we count down from three and both say it at the same time and see if we've got the same one? Okay, but it would be embarrassing if not, but let's do it anyway. Well, okay. Three, two, one. Marco and Ryan. Oh! (laughs) Interesting. Right. Um, Now... This is the point at which I'll bring in another um, Stoke City category because I also had a Man of the Decade category which wasn't Best Player. Uh. Yeah, so I've put Ryan Shawcross in the Best Man category rather than uh, Best Player because whilst Ryan is magnificent uh, and fully deserving of your shout for Best Player, I think uh, Mark Arnautovic in terms of pure spectacle, attacking prowess, verve, excitement when he was on the pitch. I think uh, Arnautovic won it for me. Yeah, I agree completely. Had I had a, a best man... A, a best man? I did have a best man. That was something else. Um, it, had I had a man of the decade, it would have been Ryan and then Arnie would have... He was, he's just so good. A quite outstanding footballer that it's quite... It's remarkable given that Nzonzi, Shakiri, and Bojan came with kind of higher status, I'd say, than Arnavich. He came to the club with a sort of um, reputation as being talented, but a bit wayward and a you know hot streak in him. And it certainly took him took, took him a while to get going, I'd say, as well. His first season, he wasn't necessarily at his uh, 
godlike best. Uh, but he grew into the season and he, he grew into playing for us. I think it was after that first season he, he really kind of bulked up and seemed to have been absolutely pounding the weights, whatever you, whatever the gym mm. expression is, over the summer. <laughs> and then um, he came back like this, um, like this Hulk figure who not only yeah. just smashed fullbacks out of the way, he, he could like pluck the ball out of the sky on his little toe. He could do like jinky mazy runs, scored some amazing goals. Uh, his finishing was actually his, probably his least good attribute. But um, yeah, just... He sort of grew into it. Yeah. That pure creative force. And uh, yeah, and you know, you can very much argue that the slide happens from the minute we sell him and... He kind of mm. maybe saw the writing on the wall there, as far as State were concerned. So, I was going to say, I think my peak Arnie is, you know, the um, sort of dark grey away shirt with the luminous greeny yellow shoulder pieces. Yes. Um, when he he was still quite new and he had the sort of year eleven haircut. Yeah. Just just the way I think he was still that was before he bulked up, but just the way he, he sort of skulked around and then like didn't look like he was going to do much and then just pinged something with no backlift at all scored a free kick at um, old trafford quite early on that's exactly what i was working up to yeah mm. that 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 goal where de gea sort of can't hold on to it right in the top corner and just falls in the net with the ball and it's just oh yeah that's that's my peak yeah. he was he was so good uh i thought peak him was uh the chelsea game at home i think we won 1-0 um, mm. He scored a goal where he sort of, I, I would describe it as jumping in the air and then falling on his side. So a kind of bicycle kick, if you like. But he kind of, yeah. he was almost horizontal when he when he struck the ball mm. in the air. Um, and that game was, was so Arnie purely because he was, that was like a really good Arnie performance. But also in the 94th minute with us 1-0 up, he broke away and should have passed it to someone for an easy tapping, but tried to go himself. Um, so in that kind of very full way of being utter genius, but kind of also quite annoying at the same time. Um, yeah, he was what a what a player. Um, yes, obviously, you know, all good things come to an end, and bloody hell, come to an end it did. But uh, <laughs> yeah. yes. Um, not my favourite use of the the crossed arm iron celebration, but uh, yeah, uh, <laughs> no. yeah. To to think he played with Shakiri on Atavich and Bojan, and I, I had no doubts at all that he was just the best of the bunch. He was, he was something else, something else. Um, yeah. Okay, so I think we'll give the best player award to Arnie and Man of the Decade to Ryan oh, Shawcross, yeah. who. God, God knows we're missing now. Uh, as I say, only player to have been with us throughout the whole ten years. Ups and downs, kind of this decade. You know, starts with the Aaron Ramsey incident. He gets his England call up and plays in the Zlatan Fest at Sweden. Uh, yeah. Then captains us in a cup final, uh, first ever Stoke City player to do, do that. Captains us in Europe. Uh, should have mm. captained us in Valencia, but that, we'll leave that there. And just is consistently uh, our best defender. Defenders around him come and go. And even when he is criticised, and even when it looks like the writing might be on the wall for him, he just comes back time after time after time. 
and his attitude on the mm. pitch is um his status as kind of like an ambassador for the club all that he's the closest thing to a legend and well he is a legend uh yeah. that we've had uh certainly in this century let alone decade uh god love him value for money as well bless him and and he came, he came yeah. on loan oh, God, in, in yeah. the era where we sometimes got we sometimes got Premier League players on loan, and it was always either they're going to be sort of all right, and then we'll never see him again, or they're going to be hopeless. And he came, and he was really yeah. good, and it's like, well, we'll never see him again. And then he just signed, and he's been here forever, and it's just, oh, yeah. bless him, what a nice bloke. Absolutely. Um, moving on to the next category is best signing, of course. Ryan Shawcross can't count in this category because he was signed in 2008. Mm-hmm. Um, who's your who's your signing of the decade? I ummed and ahed a lot. Um, I mm. had thoughts of Huth and Bojan for what followed. Um, I still can't quite believe we signed Peter Crouch. I still can't quite believe we signed Shakiri. Um Crouch and Shakiri, they were like steps up from what we'd had before. And it was like, I can't, like, really? Like, you heard it was going to happen. And it was like, no, it, it won't. It was, no. And then it did. And it was like, bloody hell. And then didn't expect, Crouch particularly didn't expect him to stay very long. It was like, okay, he'll play a couple of seasons and then he'll go somewhere bigger. And he was here a year too long, probably. Maybe two. But yeah, no. Um, John Walters as well. Oh, the, of course, again, John you Walters. mentioned John, long, longevity with Shawcross, mm. but John Walters is sort of in an attacking end of the pitch to to last through the different regimes as he did is is quite impressive. Um, I actually had Arnie <laughs> for this yeah. one just because he was so good. Uh, okay. Yeah, so I've I've gone down a slightly different tack in terms of uh, signing. I thought about the kind of the rock the city signings of Shakiri and Crouch because they were both for different reasons like oh my god we've signed Shakiri and uh, Crouch and even Michael Owen to a bizarre extent oh, yeah. just like oh my god Michael Owen I mean obviously yeah. he turned out to be shit but yeah well, he didn't play did he well yeah true mm, um, I've gone for uh, a player I just wanted to mention in this review of the decade who may be overlooked uh, Mark Munieza oh 500 grand got a composed quality centre half who wasn't a six foot eight shithouse. Uh, really good on the ball. A terrific just bloke who just loved being here, loved the fans. Uh, I can't remember enjoying a goal more than his against Burnley when he played in that oh. amazing link up move and finished it. Uh, and I think he probably had a role to play in facilitating the transfer of. Bojan and and you know it's kind of a domino effect without yeah. money AC you don't get Bojan without Bojan you don't get an out of it without an without an out can't speak without an out of it you don't get Shakiri and so on and so on so the Spanish influence and the influx from Barcelona and indeed Af even yeah indeed I I think I I if if I'm going if I'm if I say that Ryan was my player of a decade then Muniesa is probably my um, man of a decade. Fair. That's absolutely fair. Um, yeah, so that's uh, best signing for me. Worst <sighs> signing, there is plenty <laughs> and plenty of uh, ones here. 
Um, Plenty yeah. of high-profile mistakes. Uh, mine of the main the main culprits is Saido Berahino. Correct answer. Yes. Um, <laughs> yeah. I mean, Imbula is the most expensive and therefore seems like the correct answer, but he's not because at least he had some good games scored. Probably, I think he probably mm. has scored more than Berahino as well. Don't quote me on that. But mm. at least you could see what they were getting with Imbula. Yeah. With Berahino, we never saw what we could get. Um, and I'm not having this, oh, he started to play all right in the championship crap. Because, <laughs> no, he was just shit. He was just shit. <laughs> and a horrible person um, who just... I can't believe we infected our club with his poison. And what What's particularly bothersome about it is that we had this dog's home rehab reputation under Pulis where we'd sign dickheads and then he would work them out and make them good and then after Pulis had gone we tried that a few times and it went quite poorly but particularly to sign Berahino who Pulis has already said there's nothing that can be done with this bloke yeah so we've got like a direct why, link why in. don't we trust Tony Pulis's judgment on players yeah, exactly. why did we ignore that we just give them a ton of money instead I, I was so rooting for him to come good right yeah, to the end, I was, but I was it just well. didn't happen, and yeah. it just continued threw, to not happen. Threw that support back in our faces as well. Yeah. Uh, Vimmer, an obvious, another obvious one of a similar note. Hesse. Hesse, also shit. Um, best manager? Tone. Yeah... But in this decade, well, I suppose in this decade we do have the cup final. So we have the cup final. We have Europe. Yeah. If you ignore the last bit of yeah. Europe, <laughs> and even when it starts to go wrong for Tony, it doesn't go wrong to the extent it did for any other manager. So yeah, yeah, he, he didn't. He didn't. He didn't. He's probably the only one not culpable for where we are now. Yeah, that's absolutely true. Uh, yeah, I would agree with uh, Tony Pulis. Uh, best match now this could be a whole podcast in itself (laughs) best match of the decade I wonder if you've got the same one as I have I probably have I've got three kind of Mm, I've got three I was choosing Okay. my first one is the first UEFA Cup game in the qualifying round against Split that was not when, one of the ones I had. When it was, we we were playing in Europe at yeah. the Britannia, and there were flares and noises we hadn't heard before from yes. like foreign people, Ultras. and it was just abs- It was impossible to imagine until it happened, and we won. Yes, and then we won the second leg, and then we continued on our march into the group stage. Um, all the times we beat Arsenal, just all very all of good them. times, um, and time. the the the. Real answer is the semi-final. Wow, you've named uh, a lot of great games there, but only one of my top three, which is the, the semi-final. Uh, that that we we've literally done a podcast ages and ages ago on that uh, FA Cup run and on that Europa League run. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, so the the Europa League one was uh, was great. Just yeah, that kind of such bizarre experience. Even when we think about it now, like Stoke were in Europe this decade. In mm. Europe, in actual Europe, uh, yeah, we might and not even physically be in Europe by this time next year. God, what a cheery thought! Yes, well, <laughs> indeed. Um, mm. So yeah, uh, but obviously the game that took us there was that incredible, which is mm. just still mental to think about. 
5-0 at Wembley. And, uh, Demolition. An absolute riot, a riotous excursion. Um, yeah. That, and it seems like that it should be so obvious that that's the game of the decade. It should mm. be. However, <laughs> I, I see your semi-final and I raise you Stoke City 6, Liverpool 1. Oh, which I yeah was a madness. Was just a bizarre kind of. It had everything. Culmination of events. The Gerard backstory. The final game. Peter Crouch's record. The sarcastic applause when Gerard scored. Yeah. Oh no, I thought that was heartfelt. It was for me anyway. I was okay. Fair play, Stephen. It had uh, Johnny Walters cupping his ears to the Liverpool fans. It had just that. You could you could just feel the eyes of the nation on on our stadium for that game, and just mm. everyone just pointing and laughing at them, which was <laughs> lovely. Um, and uh, yeah, so uh, a, a, a five goal half time lead, which was something else which, entirely, just never for, happened. Nowadays, we throw that away. Yeah, true. <laughs> um, yeah, but I'm not going for that one as my game of the decade because. Whilst that was incredible, that was a kind of that was a perfect storm of half time. That was like a a half of madness. That that mm. would that wasn't really a planned thing. It was it was incredible, but it was like a perfect storm of events. Emre Chan having to play right back against Marco Anatovic <laughs> being a particular important factor. Um but mine is uh, Stoke City two, Manchester City nil. I'm the yeah. only game of my three that I haven't, I didn't go to. I was, oh. I was living in London, and uh, I had to work at about four p.m. So I had just oh. enough. It was the early kickoff, so it was just enough time mm. to watch it live. And I was sat in a pub in uh, near Old Street Station, <laughs> and I was just sat there, and I was. It was it kind of a, a great thing that I was on my own because. Had I been with people, I would have been dis- destroying them, but with boredom. <laughs> but it was like, "Us, us, Stoke, Stoke's doing that." And like, <laughs> and like this, this. Like, if you watch the full highlights, like, there's, they're just football is in- incredible. It's even better than the six-one standard of football. Just the movement and the just the sheer piss takery of it all against uh, the champions of England as uh, well. Yeah, it was actual this era Man City were lucky to get nil. Yeah. I mean we yeah. I mean two didn't do us justice at no. all did it. Two it, it was a complete performance. Two exquisite goals made by Shakiri and finished by Arnautovic, but it was like oh. this could this could be three or four and like we just didn't relent at all and uh, they were they'd thrown on God knows how many millions of pounds worth of talent, and we were just cutting them open at will. I mean, I think Shakiri hit the post. I think Arnautovic could have had three or four in the first half alone. Bojan had a couple of chances as well, and it was like we just it was Harlem Globetrotter stuff. It was <laughs> it, it was ridiculous. Uh, so that was. That one wins it for me. But of course, the 5-0 at Wembley. I, you know, you can't begrudge anyone who says the 5-0 at Wembley. That's that's insane. That mm. that just doesn't happen to to Stoke City. Um, I think the fact we've got five different ones between us yeah. for our one best match, just it, 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 it captures how 
we've actually been really good for and fun quite a lot of the last 10 years yeah, yeah. and fun to watch and, even and, even when we were bad and winning just by violence it was still yeah. fun to watch yeah. and then we sort of peaked i, I think that that was when we peaked yeah. there's games that haven't been mentioned that some of our uh, listeners have suggested the th- the the 3-2 against chelsea uh, oh. where asaidi won it in the last minute well, and we might come to that later. The, the quarterfinal against West Ham was was quite oh, a, yeah. enthralling game as well. The, and, the um, Higginbottom quarterfinal, as it yes, should be forever the known. Higgy's heroes, and mm. um, and the four-one against Fulham has been suggested as well. Sort of towards the end of that season, where we relegated Fulham and we were just looking so slick and fluid up front with Odom Wingy, wow. Saidi, Walters, and Crouch. I want to say. So a bit before the kind mm. of Stoke alone, uh, but a, a fantastic one all the same. So yeah, uh, plenty of good times that we've had uh, this decade. We'll we'll kind of take a brief uh, sojourn into team of the decade then, um, because there's eleven players in eleven positions. I want to get through this, you know, kind of quickly. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'll just mention beer52.com forward slash wizards and patreon.com forward slash wishes of drivel. My team of the decade, Tony. <laughs> yep. It is a four-two-three-one, mm-hmm. and my team is Begovic, Huth, yep. Shawcross, yep. Martin Zindi, Peters, Delap, okay. Nzonzi, Shakiri, Bojan, Arnautovic, Walters. I like it. Huth out my... of position, which I think is important because it's important to have a player out of position <laughs> in the state team. I've, yeah, yeah, yeah. At least he's not in goal. Um, I have gone differently. Uh, mm-hmm. It's a four-four-one-one. Nice. In goal is Begovic. Really? Across the back is Wilco, Shawcross, mm. Huth, Mark Wilson. Ooh, okay. Uh, just. Well, I'll 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 mention him again later. But yeah, um, no disrespect to Peters, who I, I, I do love very much, but I just think Mark Wilson bridged a gap um, before we started having actual proper fullbacks in a way that I liked. Um, Arnautovic, Whelan and, and Zonzi in the middle. Uh, I debated Delap versus Whelan for a while. Yeah, I did as well. I I, I think Delap would be like first name on the bench here. Um, and on the left, I've got Everington. Yeah, absolutely fair. I, I feel like slightly ashamed for leaving out uh, Etherington, but he, he, for me, it was just he was up against Arnautovic. So, uh, well, I, I I had him swapping over unnecessarily. I kind of want to revise mine now because uh, I could move Hooth into the middle, drop Martins Indy, and play Wilco. Yeah, but between well, us, we've got everyone we want. Probably, yeah, so that's yeah. okay. And then I've got um, Bojan, and then playing off Crouch. That's that's nice. That is. I nice. think in 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 their primes, for Stoke, I mean their Stoke primes, not their their like all time primes. I think Bojan yeah. and Crouch would have been really good playing together. It just never they didn't quite overlap enough. Yeah, we never got Nzonzi and Shakiri in the same team, did we? They they overlapped, didn't they? Yeah, they I, didn't overlap. Right? Yeah, no, no, they didn't. I don't think. Yeah, I'm doubting. Damn. 
now. Damn. But yeah, oh, well, if we would have won the league. It would have been unfair. Yeah, exactly. Teams, so yeah, mm. okay. Shame. Um, I should mention Charlie Adam. I haven't got any reason to. I should just mention him. Just, there, just there he is. There's your mention. Um, <laughs> best. Uh, so we've had best match. Uh, do you have a contender for worst match? Cause I do, but. I, I do, but I know it, won't, it definitely won't be the same as yours. Um, it's the FA Cup final. Oh, oh. I know, like, we got a lot of credit for the fans yeah. staying after the final whistle and clapping and all that. I was on the tube. I was, abs- I was absolutely livid. I'm not even really sure why. I was just really, really angry and upset. And I know it's ridiculous, but for I, I still, like, even thinking about it, I get... I don't know what's like bad goosebumps. I just I feel sick. <laughs> just I really because we'd beaten them in in the cup the year before as well, and obviously they they were in the ascendancy at this point. But we just if we'd been fit, if everyone had been fit, we win we win that game, and mm. it was just cruel. And it was cruel. Kenwin missing and just oh, oh I just I'm just so angry, and I know it's obviously measurably not the worst match of the decade but it's just it is for me it just upsets me to think about it and i know that's stupid yeah but but yeah that was my I, one i've tried to yeah maybe I, the bizarre thing about this cup final is i scrub it from my mind i've <laughs> i've probably only seen bits of the highlights once i can't mm. really bring myself to watch them ever um i mean we did have like a lovely Thomas Sorensen save to look at. That was a nice thing to look at. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I, I understand where you're coming from, but yeah, it's kind of mixed in with the kind of the pride of it a bit. And like the fact we were all completely knackered, but you know, kept them to one goal anyway. Uh, and it got us into Europe technically. Uh, well, indeed, indeed. But, yeah. Fucking hate, fucking hate finals. <laughs> yes. Um, my worst match, I've gone for something a lot more recent. I, there's so many games I could have chosen, so many boring games that I'd want to just forget about. But mm. I think uh, Stoke City nil, Wigan Athletic 3 from last season. Mm. I think that was a turning point in terms of realising how shit we really, really are. And the, com- the complete <laughs> ease with which Wigan, who are shit, <laughs> dispatched us was kind of jaw-dropping in its ineptitude. And no one looked like they gave a shit. Ashley Williams got sent off, I think. Um, Yeah, yeah, and after the game, I recorded a 10-minute podcast where I used the phrase (laughs) dog piss several times. (laughs) I Um, remember that. Yeah, Yeah, Yeah. so if if one game has forced me to do that, then that's probably my worst worst match of the decade. There have been several others, several yeah, more heartbreaks as well. But at least with like the Anfield heartbreak, it's like ah, at least at least we were good enough to have our hearts broken instead mm. of just like just being pooed on from a great height. You describing that Wigan game has just reminded me I went to the first game in the championship against uh, Leeds at Ellen Road and uh, we got absolutely tatered. Mm. And that was that was also really grim. Mm. Mm. Uh, fun one now. We'll uh, get get some fun back in this. <laughs> Best goal. Okay. Charlie Adam, obviously. Um, not that one. I'm thinking about the second one against Man U 
where Ooh. I think I think Arnie mishits it on the edge of the area yes. and it spills out of the box and he just twats it first time into the corner and you're like, bloody hell, that was good. But also one against Chelsea. Um, Asidey against Chelsea. Um, and he scored an... Asidey scored a few good goals. Yeah, and, he scored and, a, a, yeah. a very particular type of goal as well. He scored it, yeah. at least edge of the area, cuts back in on his right foot, sticks it in the top right-hand corner. Apart he was from really one, good for a he, really he, short space of time. Yeah, because then he just went. Was he on loan? He was only on loan, yeah. wasn't he? And then Liverpool. he went somewhere else. And then I, th- I think you said since that he regrets not coming back to Stoke because he really enjoyed it. Um, Honourable mention for Begovic. I mean, that's not a good goal, is it? <laughs> Name one scored from further out. <laughs> well, yes, it's a freak. <laughs> it's a freak, but it's not a good goal. Were you there for that game? No, I wasn't. I I was I was sat in the south stand and had the perfect view and it was right at the start of the game and I was mm. talking to mate Mick who I hadn't seen for a few weeks and I was talking to him and we were talking about something or other and he just went oh so I didn't see it but I was there <laughs> uh, well yeah I I can remember I can remember I was in Leeds yeah and just Jeff Stelling going. And it's been an unlikely scorer. It's like, oh God, has Wilco scored? No, no, not even Wilco. Madder than uh, that. Begovic. Yeah. Uh, I, I liked that as, as a goalkeeper, he was just like, he didn't celebrate and he was just a bit embarrassed about it. I think that, yeah, that's one of, union. I, I, I always liked Begovic and that kind of thing is, is particularly why. I think Asadi under the lights was my favourite. Wow. Uh, quite a few to go for here. Uh, mm. Shakiri against Everton. Oh. The uh, the delayed reaction of the Stoke fans makes it because mm. <laughs> I don't think anyone had quite worked out what was going on. Um, Ad, uh, Adam against Chelsea. Mm. I think it will be Peter Crouch against Man City. That is, I think, the best goal I've ever seen live. Just yeah, the pure beauty of it and the the it's the it's the perfect contrast. The beauty of the strike itself versus the <laughs> the awkward, gangly limbs of Crouch just flying about everywhere as he volleys this shot. Uh, the fact that Hart dived made it better. Mm. He died despairingly. Um, and he was still quite good then. Yeah, and Hart was good then. <laughs> yeah, He was against Man City, under the lights at Stoke, and it was just like, what? Where's it there? Oh, my God. Oh. Um, the, yeah. uh, the fact the ball didn't touch the ground from goal kick to back of net. Was, oh, that that was great. Um, other goals I thought of uh, the Walters' sec, uh, first goal at Wembley. The made mm. it four nil. Uh, lovely one. So we scored some really good team goals as well. Yeah. Uh, there's one against Swansea that Stephen Ireland uh, finished oh, off. Yeah. Which was good. Uh, both goals, well, particularly the second goal against Man City, Shakiri's through ball. Oh, God. Can um, we shout out John Walter's perfect hat trick as well? Yes, against QPR. Yeah. The only perfect hat trick of this decade. Mm. Um, has, now, did. Uh, now, we've been remiss in not mentioning Ricardo Fuller at this point. Now, and he's probably not in yeah. either of our teams because his. The best of his glory days came just before the turn of the decade. Um, yeah. His promotion season, first season in the Premier League were probably his best seasons for us. But in mm. this decade, we did have his goal against Birmingham City, 
which was uh, an mm. absolute beauty, um, where he turned Craig Gardner, I want to say. Yeah, that in, sounds right. Into mush and then scored. And I think also uh, someone will have to confirm for me, but his goal against West Ham, uh, the absolute um, Maisie Madness, I yeah. think that might just be in this decade as well. Uh, someone can confirm that. But I think Crouch is a, a clear runaway leader for me. Yeah, I think that's fair. Yeah, so... But lots to lots to reminisce about there. Uh, do you have a best moment besides a goal? Uh, do you have a kind of best off the pitch moment or? Uh, yeah, uh, yeah. I, I, I was going to mention Asadi against Chelsea again, but we've just done that. Um, but your lad kicking his boot at a linesman. Yes, always, <laughs> always worth reminiscing about. And also, it it was like that was quite a tense game, and him getting sent off was like, okay, this is. This is good. Yeah, <laughs> this will help. Um, Arsen Arsen Wenger waving his arms around, oh, and then so the entire good. stadium doing it. Terrible behaviour, yes. um, but also wonderful. That. No, we definitely do endorse. Yeah, that. yeah, I, I endorsed it and had a really achy neck and shoulder area for probably a week afterwards. Um, I think Crouch scoring his hundredth Premier goal was just nice as well. That was nice. Yeah, yeah. definitely. Um, yeah, I can't really. I can't really say a specific moment because there were so many great. There was like the funny ones, like the Ziv kicking the, uh, his boot at the <laughs> linesman, and um, I, I loved it. I really loved it when Boaz Mile put the ball out for a corner oh, instead yeah. of a throw in. Oh, that that was peak uh, Delap. Oh no, that wasn't this decade though, was it? I was going to say, oh, was damn, that, was I've that forgotten? Yes, year that was first well, season up. I mean, how we ca- maybe we change how we measure a decade because yeah, this may- year's been shit. So maybe we just do like maybe 2008, do 9 to now. And what historians do is they call, call something like the, the long 1930s to, yeah. kind of, to include stuff from 1941 in whatever they're trying to sell. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So like, let's just say, oh, so the long decade like maybe includes you know the first season. So we, we can have that. Um, Absolutely. Um, a lot of people say, citing Valencia away as their off-the-pitch moment. 7,000 Stoke fans in Valencia. Uh, can't argue with that if you take away the on-the-pitch stuff, which was mm-hmm. you know, a bit disappointing. Uh, signing uh, Shaqiri yeah. and, and thinking, oh my God, what the hell? What the hell is this? Yeah. Uh, a lot of so people kind crunch. of uh, quite rightly pointing out the, the city's tributes to Gordon Banks were... Mm. A rare thing in the past, re- in the well, in the recent past, they've given us kind of any pride in in supporting Stoke. So that was mm-hmm. lovely as well. Uh, my moment is uh, someone reminded me of it on Twitter. Uh, Tony Pulis coming back at half time in the Aston oh. Villa game uh, and inspiring the team after after the death of his mother that very mm. same day. Uh, and that that's just yeah. That's, I, yeah. that, that's why I refuse to bash Pulis for too long because he's yeah. that guy as well. Mm-hmm. Um, Absolutely, another, not a dry eye in my face that, no, that evening. Indeed, um, Jay says Wad being born can't disagree. Um, Gabriel Wright uh, has got suggest- another suggestion for goal, uh, uh, which I had completely forgotten about. Cameron Jerome against Southampton, ninety. 90- Earth minute in a 3-3 draw an absolute tank of a volley from about 30 yards out. Is that when it's sort of bobbling about? 
Yeah, even though it's, ha- it's out that far out, but it's just it just seems to have cannoned off a few players, and then it just sort of sits up for him. Yeah, and oh, yeah, absolute howitzer. That is good. I actually I just noticed I had off the pitch as a separate category in my little notes, and I I had the birth of Wad as well. Ah, because because you know I mean for most of Wad's life I've been a, a an avid fan and listener rather than chatting shit on here. So yeah, that's nice. Uh, ben Hare says his moment off the pitch was watching an Arsenal fan cry on Arsenal <laughs> fan TV after we beat them at the Brit, which is brilliant. Um, uh, shouldn't laugh at other people's yeah. misfortune, but ah. <laughs> if you yeah. if you search actually, uh, if you want a, a video distillation of our moments of the decade, quite a few of them are in uh, a video I made uh, that's on YouTube called mm-hmm. Stoke City: A Beautiful Ride. So yeah, go and have a look at that if you want. Um, yeah, I'll, I'll, I can, I'll come on to talk about podcast stuff uh, at the end because there's been a lot of tangential uh, moments of, of that, but I don't want to get too self-indulgent just yet. Um, are there any categories we haven't done before my phone runs out of battery? I don't think we've done underrated player. Underrated player, yeah, this is interesting. Um, as you might have been able to tell from my team of the uh, decade, I think possibly Eric Peters, but I think it's become a bit de rigueur to describe Eric Peters as overrated. And in fact, was he slightly overrated? He couldn't cross for one thing, but I liked him. But he could score. He could score. Oh, he can cross off. now as well. It was yeah. it was only for us. But I I had uh, Stephen Ireland. Um, yes, I, I yes. had Kenwyn Jones, whose legacy has been tarnished by his sort of sharp decline and quite a funny song. But I think yeah. in his good years, he was he was really yeah. Good for he us. did have a. I think this first season in particular, like pretty much from the get the day, sorry, his debut. I think he injured himself against Wolves, but when he came mm. back from that injury, he was scoring for fun on the yeah. regular, just popping up with headers quite a lot, and we looked like we'd found the kind of perfect key to Pulis's system. Yeah, um, but yeah, he. I mean, he was top scorer that season. We got to Wembley. I'm almost sure yeah. of it. He, he definitely was yeah. league and league and overall. Yeah, he's, um, cer- he's certainly not been. Uh, I, I'd agree, probably not been fairly <coughs> judged. Yeah, I I also had a, the other left back, which was Mark Wilson, yeah. which I'd already mentioned. Um, but I just that dummy that he did almost every game. That gif of two Liverpool players just yes. sliding past him while he's got his foot on the ball gif. is that like in in the Pulis team where Flair was pretty much limited to Fuller at times, yeah. and he was a centre half playing or defensive midfielder playing at left back, and he did a and I I just think he's underrated. He did a good job out of position for a long time, and I just every time he did that, I never tired of it. <laughs> Yeah, completely agree. Um, I think the, what uh, the kind of season that I think goes most underrated is our the season just before Arnie really kicks into gear and we sign mm. Bojan is the kind of huge season that's that threatened to go off the rails, but then kind of turned around in January uh, his first four one at the club, um, and that had uh, Peter Odomwingi, who mm. was. I, I know people liked him, but he's easy to forget because it was a very short period of time. Yeah. His brilliant Sean for, and also Asaidi as well. Because yeah. 
I think people maybe just thought it was a bit of a flash in the pan. Well, it probably was a flash in the pan player, but what what mm. a flash. What well, a flash. He was a really good loan player, really, wasn't mm. he? It's just a shame he didn't come back. Um, oh, controversial one. Can I throw this out there? Is it going to be a Chelsea loan player? No. Okay, go on. <laughs> Philip Walshard? Oh, I mean, that is controversial. Because I think... Fifty-two percent. Let's let's just pluck a number out of thin mm. air. I think about that percentage of Stoke fans would say he's shit. He's mm. really, really shit. He had flaws in his game. However, two of our best performances this decade: Anfield in the League Cup, Man City at home. He was playing. He was not. He was no. He was certainly not anywhere near as bad as Kevin Vimmer. No, I'm, not at all. I, I, I'm not. I'm not <laughs> claiming he was a great defender. I'm not saying he was up there with the kind of players we've been talking about so far on this podcast. But I think sometimes he's been harshly judged, particularly yeah. because in that Blackburn four-one game, he was just really slow and trying to chase Josh King because we got our tactics wrong. But what was the game he went fully mental in as well? There was one game where he just started offering all his teammates out. I can't remember, but I'm a fan of that. Yeah. I, I think had he had an ordinary running gait, yes. he would be much more highly regarded than he is. Um, but I, also, yeah, I haircut. completely agree. Haircut as well. Didn't I do quite liked papers. that hair, but that's I'm, I'm, maybe it's just because I'm a 90s kid. Um, I, I, well, I don't really want to speak about it, but I, uh, I have recently read Peter Crouch's second book, and he weirdly speaks really highly of, of Phil. Oh, okay. He said he was a complete mentalist, really weird person, but a really good defender. Hmm. So, mm. I mean, his his judgment might be called into question for some of the other things he says, but I that that just it struck me as an interesting thing because I'd kind of forgotten about him until I read that, and now you mentioning it as well just makes me think, yes, that's fair enough. Hmm. Um, do you have an overrated player? Because I, I struggled with this one. Overrated. I, 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 I yes. Uh, but at the same time, I don't like I I re- I'm really reluctant to just keep bashing him. But obviously, Joe Joseph Joe, Michael Joe Allen. Joe Allen, yep, Joe um, mine. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Sorry. I still want him to be good. Yeah. Because, you know, obviously, but yeah. Uh, so, do you have any more uh, off the pitch or sort of fan-related things uh, to mention as well? I don't think I have anything okay. left That's on that. I, I do have a really self-indulgent, bad off-the-pitch one. But, Go. Okay. Um, you will certainly recall that a month ago, maybe, I maybe a little bit longer than that, I knocked together a Christmas song, mm-hmm. um, which has obviously created a massive curse because after I recorded that and sent it to you, Nathan Jones got sacked, which completely fucked the lyrics up. Um, and then this past week, I had re-recorded it to reflect the new management team. And then yesterday, I hear that apparently Andy Key's going. <laughs> <laughs> so that's fucked again. Um, oh, dear. So that's just... I've obviously caused a lot of disruption by some kind of cosmic singing curse. Laws of the universe, yeah. But yeah, that's re- that really fucked me off. 
Yeah, completely understandable. Uh, do you mm. have a favourite kit? I was just thinking, is there anything we haven't done? Favourite kit? I, I like think... The... Go on. Go on. Uh, black, green sash. Yeah. Uh, oh, no, that's, I was going to say the black with the red trim, but that's pre-decade. Uh, I think that grey one that I mentioned that sort of looks like he might be a steward or a road Oh, I wasn't worker. a fan of that. I, I just liked it because it was interesting. I like a bit of fluorescent, weird, bright yellow or green on a kit. Yeah. Um, the purple's Be- quite nice as well. Best home kit. I can't remember if it was even the same season, but uh, the the kit we beat Man City in um, was just like everything was just correct about it. Mm. Was you know some of some of our kits this decade, particularly the uh, Wembley kit, was just. Wrong. Yeah, the Adidas with the big plain yeah. red back was a Ad- bit horrible. Adidas were pretty shit. Yeah. Uh, favourite stadium rebranding of the decade? <laughs> favourite um, stadium development of the decade? Oh, Delilah's being open after the match. Oh, right, yeah. Certainly better than filling the corners in, which hasn't worked. As cursed as much the same as building the stadium <laughs> in the first place cursed. did. Yeah, yeah. Cursed, cursed as that has. Uh, yeah, so... We started the decade at the Britannia Stadium and ended it in the Bet365. Uh, yeah, nothing's nothing's been the same since. Mm. Um, uh, I was going to kind of mention just as a sort of general point uh, <coughs> off, the, off the pitch. We we I, I mean I have made jokes quite often on this podcast about how like what uh, Wad starting has uh, coincided with the kind of torturous decline of Stoke City and mm. you know taken some of the blame for that. Um, but I also think it's it's certainly I think there has been a particular explosion of Stoke City. Uh, forgive me for using a word I don't like, but content mm. uh, around the time, particularly of, around the time of of Hughes. So that's when four two three one, which became Wizards, mm-hmm. which became this podcast, started was. Uh, under Mark Hughes and uh, the Bear Pit certainly, I think, started or, or became a, a proper thing uh, yeah. around sort of the latter part of this decade or midway through it. Yeah. Uh, Stoke Loud and Proud and uh, even uh, Joe Barbieri and Topher mm-hmm. Knowles, who mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> uh, buy Topher Knowles' calendar for Christmas, by the way, because it is very good. Um, I think, speaking of Topher, I think, I think that image of Stoke fan getting hit in the bollocks by football. Yes. <laughs> sums up the decade. Like if if you had to like have a cartoon that summed up what we've spoken about, it would be that. Yes. Yeah, that that is that is a that is a true one. And mm-hmm. and it's also been like the kind of so the Oatcake has just finished, but we like Duck magazine uh mm. kind of emerged from the ashes of Avtac uh I think mm. yeah, definitely this yeah, it was definitely this decade. Um Yeah, God I'd forgotten that existed. Yeah. Um and also all all the YouTube kids doing their doing their thing. Mm-hmm. Uh and like even the fact now there are other Stoke City podcasts that there never used to be. Um uh, I I don't know, is there what, three or four, five maybe now? Doing so different uh, things as well. Yeah. Why why why's and and you and us, uh, yeah, and you and you've got this kind of diversity of of content now to listen to, which is good, and it's especially now that we're in the championship and we're not getting the Premier League attention, 
I think it's a good thing. Um, but it's kind of made all the more bleak uh, by the fact that at, at a time where the fans are showing kind of so much love, so much devotion, and like making stuff to mm. do with Stoke, like obsessively nerdily either discussing <laughs> games or drawing cartoons or uh, doing artwork or whatever it is they're doing, uh, Stoke have kind of let them down big style. Yeah, in, they don't deserve in, it at all. In not sparking that joy, in not kind of giving something <coughs> back. I, I kind of think of us in the way I think of maybe like, you know, uh, I don't know, Star Wars fans or something who will go to a convention dressed as Chewbacca in a suit they made <laughs> themselves and then uh, the Phantom Menace comes out and they yeah. hate it. Jar Jar Binks. Yes. Yeah. We, we are living in the Jar Jar Binks years now, I would say. Joe These Allen the... is Jar Jar Binks. <laughs> Joe Joe Binks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Stokes City in the Jar Jar Binks years. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but on the whole, this has been a decent decade. It's not ended well. But it's, I, it's been there the was best decade. A lot of very good stuff in this decade. A yeah. cup final, Europe. The best footballers I have ever seen. Yeah. Um, absolute madness of results. Beat, we beat Liverpool 6-1. I mean, what the... F- <laughs> oh, uh, a good Liverpool as well. Yes. They nearly well, won the league, like, yeah. the next year? Or was it the year after? I mean, you know, Liverpool before, have, yeah. haven't been shit for years. So, mm. yeah. Oh. Um, so maybe uh, I'm hoping perhaps that uh, the next decade is maybe a repeat of the the noughts, whatever mm-hmm. you'd call that decade, the 20- 2000s. Because um, we started that decade in the third tier, but ended it in the Premier League mm. and well on our way to Cup and uh, European success. So maybe it we will just have, if we could have a relegation free decade like the like the two thousands were, that would be great. That'd so be a you, start. You're saying Michael O'Neill is Ray of Star Wars then? Uh yes. Okay. I, I don't I don't know how, but possibly. Works for me. Yeah, so so okay, so The Force Awakens Michael O'Neill is Ray. Then Last Jedi, some people aren't sure about. Incorrectly. Okay. Yeah, no, Last Jedi, Last Jedi is great. People should. It's enjoy amazing. It. Yes. Um, yeah, so I think that's it from us for this episode. Thank you very much for talking, Tony. Thank you very much for having me. It's been a, a surprisingly pleasurable pleasure. Yeah. See Stoke players. That's how you put in a performance. You shower of shit. You shit, <laughs> shit, <laughs> bastards. Fuck off. <laughs> Bye.